0: Hey there, welcome to the Life Organized Podcast. If you're feeling overwhelmed, so busy, or like things are getting a little out of control, this is the podcast that can help you organize your life so you can make space for what matters most. I'm your host, Jenny Layton, and today you're listening to episode number 32, When You Need a Little Motivation. All right, how relevant is this topic? Ever feel like you could use a little motivation, and I mean for anything to cook dinner, to clean the bathrooms, to get the kids to do their practicing or their homework, to get yourself to exercise, to get out of bed in the morning. Man, if I could bottle and sell motivation, can you imagine how many people would buy it? Wouldn't it be amazing if we could swallow a pill and bam, there it is. You're motivated, getting All those good things done. Well, I don't know if there's a pill for that, at least one that's legal, but there is a podcast episode with some strategies that can really help you find more motivation. And that's this episode that you're listening to right now. So just keep folding that laundry, walking the dog, cooking dinner, driving the carpool, or whatever it is you like to do when you're listening to podcasts. Let's just hang out for a few minutes and see if we can crack the code on the motivation dilemma for you. So I knew I eventually wanted to do an episode on motivation, but we can thank one of my daughters for the inspiration that led me to creating this particular episode. So here's what happened. One Saturday, I attended an all-day conference, and my husband was out of town, so that left a few teenagers home all day long on a Saturday with a very optimistic list made by me of jobs they should be getting done while I was gone. Well, how do you think that went? They reassured me when I checked on them throughout the day that they were getting their jobs done. But as I pulled away from the conference and began the drive home, I got a really discouraged call from one of them. She was pretty miserable. So I asked her what was wrong, and she said, I've done nothing all day. I've sat on the couch in my pajamas, and I feel awful. And she was near tears, and she said, I just don't have any motivation. It is such an interesting phenomenon, motivation, isn't it? I mean, doing nothing gives you this illusion that it's going to be a really great time. You're going to feel really free not to have to do anything. But what's the reality? How does living like that make you feel? Well, you feel awful. Just like my daughter said, you feel lazy. I think it's so crazy how you just feel unexplainably tired because you really haven't done anything to use up all your energy. But there it is. You're out of energy. And I think one of the worst parts of the whole deal is the way it leaves you feeling overwhelmed or discouraged because when you don't get anything done, everything piles up and the whole thing results in even more procrastination, even less motivation because you're overwhelmed with so much you have to do. So the task ahead is now even so much greater. It's just a nasty cycle. So today I want to give you the three M's to make motivation a frequent and more familiar part of your life. Like kind of like, can we set ourselves to the frequency of motivation and allow it to run through us so we get comfortable with what it feels like so that motivation is more the norm rather than moping around and avoiding and procrastinating and feel, you know, the way my daughter phrased it, awful. All right, so let's talk about the three M's. The first M is momentum. Okay, let's go back to that conversation I had with my daughter that Saturday. Here's what I told her. I said, I want you to think about riding your bike up a steep hill. Tell me what would be easier, to get a running start on some flat grounds before you start up that hill, or would you want to start cold turkey at the bottom of the hill? Now, personally, I'm not much of a biker, but when I've done some biking workouts in the last few years, I can tell you that I really leveraged momentum for those big hills. I'd get going as fast as I could going into that hill so that momentum could carry me almost halfway up. I still had to work hard and do some vigorous pedaling to get to the top, but that was so much easier than starting from zero at the bottom. Like, literally, starting at zero, it's almost impossible to get my legs to pump hard enough to even get going. I don't know about you, but it's pretty embarrassing when you have to get off your bike and walk it up the hill. And I got to admit, I've had to do that before. So I really have learned how to leverage momentum. And maybe you're a better biker than me. Maybe there's a better strategy. But I think you can appreciate the metaphor here. When we have a lot of stuff to do, especially if it's stuff we don't want to do, it feels like a steep hill we need to climb. We need to be careful to not let any current momentum die. We need to leverage momentum because it's going to fuel our motivation to keep going. Okay, so let's break this down a little bit. For example, for me personally, if I walk in the door in the evening, I have a certain amount of momentum already going for me. I mean, I've been out doing something. I've gotten out of the car, I'm walking to the house. That's a very different energy than it would have been if I'd just been sitting on the couch reading a book or hanging out with my family. So when I walk in that door, I already have at least a little momentum. But if I sit down on the couch and take a break, what happens to that momentum? It's gone. And suddenly getting up and cleaning up home base, like we talked about in episode two, which I'll link to the show notes, that feels like a steep hill to climb. Especially because I'm not a night person and I really struggle for energy at that time of day. So if I want to feel motivated to take care of home base and get the kids to bed in the evening, I've got to leverage that momentum that I had when I walked in the door. I'm going to come in, set down my purse, give my husband a hug or pet my dog, whatever, and then walk right over to the kitchen sink and load any of the dishes that are sitting in it. Then when I have my nightly tasks done, I am going to allow myself to sink down on the couch, which is what I wanted to do all along. Then I can let the momentum die out, but it's fine because I don't need it anymore. I already used that momentum to fuel my motivation. Does this make sense? All right. So let's talk about what this looks like in real life for you. We want to leverage momentum. Okay. I think we need to start out by being mindful of what you need to do in a day, kind of what your priorities are, and then look for some opportunities to do those things as you're finishing up something else. Kind of like a habit hook, I guess, if you've heard me talk about habit hooks in the Life Organized podcast before. okay. so some examples of momentum that you could leverage is when you finish getting ready in the morning. Maybe you put down that curling iron and you walk straight into the laundry room to start a load of laundry. okay. or maybe it's when the kids walk out the door for school that you walk straight back to your office, open up your laptop and start to get to work. Or maybe it's when you put the baby down for a nap. Okay, how about let's try this one. Let's say you need to exercise, all right? Change into your exercise clothes, put the baby down for her nap, and then head straight down to the treadmill or whatever you're going to do for exercise. Get it done right then without giving yourself even that lapse of time that you're gonna take a little break, right? Or go change your clothes. Even that can derail you. Okay, all of these are really good examples of opportunities to leverage momentum so that you can kind of fuel that motivation. So just be mindful of this. I bet you're going to notice a lot of these pop up. And What I want to say is avoid the trap of sitting down or taking a break, because when you do this, you've got to start from scratch to build up that momentum again. Okay, what do you think? Is this kind of brilliant? I mean, I kind of think it is. It works like a charm for me. And when I watch my kids use it, it has some pretty great results, although not that they do it all the time. I'll, they'll walk in the door and I'll be like, don't lose your momentum. And it would be great if they listened to me all the time. But, you know, I suppose that's an episode for another day how to get your kids to listen to you. Anyway, the point is that the momentum thing really does work. Okay, let's move on to the next M, the second M. We are going to manufacture motivation. We're going to make it ourselves. Okay. It's not always the case that you're going to have that momentum that you can rely on. All right. Sometimes you've got to get out of bed and really you're starting with zero momentum at that moment. All right. You might also find yourself getting done with a movie and you need to put the kids to bed. Zero momentum. Or this one gets me. I'll be sitting at dinner. We're done eating. It's time to get up start helping the kids do homework or whatever it is we need to do, zero momentum, okay? All of these times are really legitimate where we need the motivation, but the momentum well has run dry. So what do we do? Well, I've noticed that the human tendency is to wait until we feel like doing it. But I'm going to tell you right now, that kind of thinking is a trap. Because when do you ever feel like changing a dirty diaper? Or scrubbing the pots and pans, or weeding the garden, or helping a feisty teenager with their homework. If you think there's gonna be this magic moment when any of those things suddenly feel attractive to you, you're gonna be wasting a lot of valuable time you could be spending to do things that you really wanna be doing. Because it's not often we naturally feel like doing any of these kinds of things. Waiting until we feel like it is really just your brain's way of doing a good sales job on you. It's your brain's underhanded way to get you to procrastinate. Okay, so what do we do about this? What if we manufacture our own motivation instead? What if we make our own motivation? What if we embrace the idea that we don't need to feel motivated to start doing it? We need to start doing it to feel motivated. Oh, wow, that was really brilliant. Let's say that again. We don't need to feel motivated to start doing it. We need to start doing it to feel motivated. All right. All we need to do is get over that initial hump of resistance. Because have you noticed what happens when we do that? I'll tell you what happens. Our brain adjusts. Once we've gotten over that initial resistance, our brain adjusts. It transitions into the new activity, it quits resisting. It settles in, it gets into the mode of what we're doing, and suddenly we don't mind it all so much. In fact, we might even notice that we're feeling a little motivation to keep doing it. That's because the brain doesn't like to transition into new activities. So it can motivate you to keep doing what you're doing once you're doing it, even if it's one of those tasks that isn't your favorite kind of thing to do. Isn't that interesting? You know, the other thing to think about is the brain likes to close the loop on what it starts. It likes to see things get completed. So maybe you've noticed that once you start a project, even if it isn't the most exciting, your brain will start to send you motivation to complete it. It's crazy ironic how it can feel so hard to start something, and then it can feel so hard to stop it, isn't it? I personally notice this happening when I'm organizing something like a closet or a drawer, Or if I get into planning a vacation or a birthday party or writing a podcast episode, something that takes some creative work can be really hard entry, right? Hard to want to start that. But once I get doing it, I want to finish doing it. I've even noticed it. Like I've talked before about how I don't love mopping my floors. It's hard to want to start that. But once I get going on it, I really just want to finish it and getting it done, right? It's that motivation. So even things that can be hard to start Motivation will show up to make sure you get it completed. That's how we manufacture motivation. So when you think about it, all this time, we've had it completely wrong. All right. As we said before, we thought we needed to feel motivated to start doing it, but we actually need to start doing it to feel motivated, right? It doesn't matter how you feel. You just start doing it anyway, and the motivation will come. All right. Do you buy me on this? I want to see you try it and let me know what you think. Okay, how about a third M? All right, you know the life coach in me, the mindset coach in me is going to go here. We're going to need to manage your thoughts. All right, listen, it doesn't matter how motivated or unmotivated you might feel. Your thoughts are always the gatekeeper. Okay, think about it. You might leverage momentum, like we talked about earlier in the episode, and get yourself started. But if you keep thinking about how miserable what you're doing is, your motivation's going to drain pretty quickly, momentum or not. Or think about the second tool I gave you today. You don't need to feel motivated to start doing it. You just need to start doing it to feel motivated. You need to manufacture your own motivation. That might be true, but even if you get yourself started, if you keep thinking about how much you don't want to do something... Those thoughts are going to erode. They're going to eat away at any motivation that your brain might want to give you. Your own thoughts actually become the barrier to motivation. Have you seen that before? But what's interesting is that our thoughts can work for us too. It can work against motivation or it can work for it. Think about the effect of positive thoughts. If something you have to do isn't your favorite task, but you keep focusing on all the great things about it, those thoughts can really start to create more motivation for you. Just notice how in all cases, the task doesn't change and you don't change. It's your thoughts that either make it harder or easier. It's your thoughts that either create motivation or they destroy it. All right, I notice this a lot with exercise. I've mentioned before on the podcast that regular exercise is a really important part of my life. It's kind of how I help manage my physical health, my mental, my emotional health. It's a lot of self-care. So I've been exercising regularly since I was a teenager. But don't think, even with all of this habit that I have, don't think I can't talk myself out of it when I'm lying in bed with zero momentum. My thoughts can undo any habit or resolve I have really quickly. I have to choose my thoughts really carefully in those morning moments. Sometimes I'm literally just repeating statements of gratitude over and over again when I get up. I'm thinking of anything I can think of to feel grateful. I'll think, I'm grateful for my healthy body that can get out of bed. I'm grateful for my treadmill so I can run when it's cold and rainy outside. I'm grateful for the membership to the gym so that I can get out and do some of the things that'll help me be healthy. I'm grateful for the exercise habit I have. I'm grateful that my husband's always supported me in my exercise. Sometimes I'm really scraping the bottom of the barrel. You know, like I'm not feeling gratitude, but I've just got to keep my brain busy. I have to keep thinking the positive things or the negative things will fill in really quickly. So I'll even have to say, I'm grateful for the shoes I have to wear. I'm grateful for this exercise top I get to put on. I mean, things that, I don't know, maybe I'm not that grateful for it, but I just keep my brain busy, focused on those gratitude statements. I manage my thoughts because if I don't, those thoughts are gonna break the situation, right? Thoughts are powerful. They'll make it or break it. If I let the thought slip in, that it would be nice to sleep a little longer, they're going to put me right back in bed. So I have to manage my thoughts and have some positive ones on the ready so I can focus on them instead. So as you find yourself in a situation that requires a little motivation, remember, you can choose your thoughts. You need to manage your thoughts, but it takes some effort. I always think that lazy thoughts spring up just like weeds. They really take just about no effort. Those negative thoughts. But the healthy thoughts that create motivation require some intentional planning, just like a flower or something you want to plant in your garden. You have to plant the thoughts you want in these moments. Or the weeds or negative thoughts are going to spring up instead all on their own. Okay, remember this when you find yourself at a crossroads with motivation. Even with momentum and manufactured motivation, managing your thoughts will still make or break your results. Okay, so I know that for you as a busy person taking care of a home, family, possibly a job or a business or all the other things you have on your plate, you need motivation to do all of these things you have to do. So I hope that today you've heard something that will support you as you face kind of that next uphill task in your life. And I have a great action for you to take today. One thing you can do that will help you remember what you learned on the podcast episode and that is to get a free download in the show notes that I'm offering you in this episode. All that download is, is a screen saver for your phone or your desktop reminding you, you don't need to feel motivated to start doing it. You just need to start doing it to feel motivated. You can put this again on your laptop, on your phone, wherever you're going to see it. You can print it and hang it on the fridge or on the bathroom mirror or a door for your kids to see, because we want to see this to remind us in really convenient places to help intervene with our thoughts and help us focus on the right thing we need to do to create that motivation. Because when the heat is on and motivation is low, you're going to need that mantra at the ready. All right. I did something similar in episode eight. It's one of my favorite episodes when I talked about done is better than perfect. I offered a screensaver reminding you of that, so that in the moment when perfectionism is threatening you, you can glance at that mantra and refocus. It's been so fun to hear from so many of you about how this screensaver has helped you. And motivation is such an important topic that I want to do the same thing for you today. So wherever you're doing right now, however you might be multitasking, stop for just a minute, like right now. You know, put down the clothes, put down the dishes, grab your phone. Click the link in the show notes. Let's get you this reminder, this desktop reminder, this phone reminder to help you remember how to get motivated. You don't need to feel motivated to start doing it. You just need to start doing it to feel motivated. I guess if you're driving, just wait till you get to the place that you're going to. But anything else, I want you to just stop. Let's get this in your inbox so that you can have this reminder, all right? Okay, that's it for today. You feeling a little more motivated? Is the organizing organizing myth just kind of cracked a little bit for you? I hope so. These tips are the next best thing to that magic pill that we were talking about earlier. So I'm excited for you to give them a try. Let me know on Instagram at JLTheHappyGal how it's working for you. Any suggestions you have. I love this conversation. And thanks so much for spending a few minutes with me today. I love that we get to hang out like this. And just remember when you feel overwhelmed or frustrated or dissatisfied with life, the Happy Gal Way is your key to help you organize your life so you can make space for what matters most. Okay, we'll talk to you next time.